Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 FM, Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, the voice of the Tampa Bay area, along with my main man, Mabili. What's up, man? Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, brother. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the brothers that are out there and, 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 and the mothers who are having to play 
fatherly role. That's right. Right? And all the baby daddies. All, all, all everybody out there, everybody <laughs> out there, all the father figures, everything. Hey, listen, we respect you and the role that you're playing. We thank you for everything you've done uh, and continue to do. Just keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Hey, man, there's a lot going on this week, as usual. Um, and we are going to talk about it uh, as we approach the official Juneteenth day, right, which is the 19th of the month That's of June. Um, for those of you who don't know what Juneteenth is, uh, Juneteenth is the day when, uh, for for many black folks that were here in the United States uh, and that were enslaved, uh, what uh, what happened was it was the day that we were, in, we were informed, the last day we were informed, of our emancipation. And uh, so that is a day that we celebrate called Juneteenth. Now, uh, it's celebrated in different months in some cases. Uh, in May, in Tallahassee. In, in Tallahassee is done in May on the 13th of May, I believe it is. The 20th? Is it the 13th or the 20th? I think Mr. Hearn said the 20th of May. <laughs> it might be, might be the 20th. It might be the 20th, 20th, 20th of May. And... Um, uh, you know, we are very, and, and it's interesting because that's the, the the reason that that's the case, folks, is because you know it, you can't. We ain't Santa, you know, the folks weren't Santa Claus, and they didn't have the uh, the internet back then. So, so what we had was this guy running around on horseback, to let everybody know, hey, you know, you're free, you're free, you're free. Now, even after that, even after that, there were a lot of slaveholders who did not emancipate. They're slaves. Yeah, I believe the the story really is in Texas. There was a there was a lot of violence going on, so it wasn't yeah. as if we didn't know right. that the emancipation had happened. It was just exactly. there were a violent resistance on the part of whites, and if you were a black male, you you had to get out of Texas the best way you could yeah, but, and get your family out because you had to fight otherwise until the troops came. That's right, that's and demanded right. it. That's right. A lot of people hit it out west. Contrary to popular belief, everybody thought people headed north. A lot of black folks headed west to California, yeah. uh, Arkansas, Utah, places like that even, uh, and started small towns. And many of those towns were destroyed by, um, you know, by terrorism, typically, mm-hmm. typical domestic terrorism. And, uh, well, anyway, bottom line is uh, we fast forward to today, fast forward to today. We celebrate this day uh, because it is seen as our emancipation as opposed to the 4th of July. Uh, If we were to look at the history of the words of Frederick Douglass, uh, what to the the black man is the 4th of July? 4th of July means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Wasn't even a real revolution. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure today we'll get somebody's gonna call in and say something crazy as a result of us saying such a thing, but we don't care. So anyway, <laughs> uh you know, we, we uh as as usual we have um uh Devil Santis at you know, he's at it again, right? Don't say DeSantis. Oh god. <laughs> no, I said Devil Santis. I said Devil Well you say you say Rhonda. Rhonda. Rhonda yeah. Santos, yeah. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> this this guy, man, you know, there there have been a lot of polls going around now. A lot of polls going up. And the polls are people are concerned about the presidential election, right? 
So, and the GOP pick, right? Um, the reason they're concerned with the GOP pick is because um, the the types of um, uh, things that we're getting with respect to who the leaders are of the GOP and who people are going to vote for, um, there's, a, there's a lot of concern there. However, however, you have a lot of people, contrary to popular belief, that are not going for the top two, for the two that we think, uh, now it'll be, uh, uh, you know, number 45 or number three, as we call them, um, or um, Ron the Devil DeSantis. Well, now you got Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami. Yeah, he just got in. Yeah. So he just got in. So there might be some <laughs> some hope, I think, maybe on the end. Um, but you know, of some some normalcy of of, uh, of democratic diplomacy there that makes sense um, versus what we've seen in the past what oh, down ten years now, <laughs> right? So and, and and let's face it, nobody thought. I mean, a lot of people just did not think that we were going to end up with, you know, who as president. It just, it just, that was the first thing from my mind. Remember what I said? I, I was, I just completely said, this, there's no way this clown is going to end up being, you know, president. And, well, you see what happened, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I think it spoke volumes, truthfully, uh, to, number one, the fact that there are, there's a, a huge segment of our society that actually listens to BS. Man, you know I'm really tempted to say, say these words, bro. Really tempted to say these words. But anyway, a large segment of our society really wanted to listen to this BS, or they, there's a large segment of, of our society that actually wanted to hear the words that were spoken by him to be spoken, right? Uh, positions, positions that he took to be taken, right? No, I believe as soon as you put a black man in the White House, white people went crazy. Of course they did. Of course they did. I mean, his whole thing was to, was to was to dismantle any any remnant of anything that was being worked on, right? Um, there was enough of there was enough blocking everything that, that he was trying to put up, but you know here we are, right? So anyway. Um, we have several, the, the playing field is very large on that end, on the right end of the spectrum. On the left side, there aren't many candidates right now. What, what do we have, like four or five? You mean Democratic candidates? Oh, Democratic candidates. Yeah, I think uh, Cor uh, Cornell West, he's going to, he's no longer going to run for the People's Party. It's going to be the Green Party. <laughs> it's the Green Party. Okay. So that's going to be a challenge for Democratic votes. But other than that, you know, labor has come back, come out behind reelecting Joe Biden. Okay, okay, all right. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, but we don't want to sit back. The key is we don't want to sit back and just let something happen. We have to strategically understand what's going on, folks. Please, 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 and we're going to help you. We're going to help you. We're going to we're going to work on educating folks so that people are not just um, not there coloring in dots, right, by a name because it's a name you recognize. No, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we're making some very strong decisions that are in the best interest of our people, all right, and our society. So 
let's uh, let's do it. Let's jump on in it. Uh, when when the time comes, we gonna we gonna get into it, man. Um, in studio this morning, in studio this morning. Let me just say, uh, we got my man Life Malcolm. Life, what's going on, brother African? You in the game, brother? Who do all day? All right, all right, all right, all right. Good deal, good deal. And we have the. <laughs> <laughs> I like that silverback gorilla Don't talk me like that. <laughs> I am the silverback gorilla. Yo, let me tell you, we are very, very glad to have in studio with us this morning the president, the president of the NAACP. What is going on, Yvette Lewis? Good morning, everyone. She's been out there kicking butt and taking names. That's right, and hey, we are the lo- largest and the oldest and the baddest civil rights organization there is. That right. part. That right. part. Yeah. Not right. a social organization, but a civil rights organization and fighting for the cause. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I like that. I like that. I like that. And Ms. Antoinette Davis, how you doing? I'm doing good this morning. Glad to be here in between two powerhouse. Looking forward to the discussion. Let's do it. All right. So we we have a lot to cover, folks, a lot to cover. Um, But the main thing is this is uh, this show is going to be geared towards looking at liberation, looking at justice and all the different components and nuances that have to be considered when we are when, when we are. Uh, to have a true, a true, uh, true emancipation, true liberation, true justice, right, and equity in society today, in our society, in our community as Africans. So um, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. We're going to start with the NAACP. Yes. Yes. I am here to inform everyone about this Tuesday that's coming up. And this Tuesday, we have the John Lewis Make Good Trouble bus coming to Tampa. Right. And the other name is... Yes, Make Good Trouble bus. Yes, and it's called the Stay Woke Rally. I love it. Yes. Love it. And so we are just here to um, inform the community to come on out, to be a part of it. You know, if you have been affected by this legislation that has come out, if it has impacted you, your thoughts, your mind, your family, your your heart, come on out and be a part of this. And it will be held at Cyrus Green Park. That's on the corner of 22nd and MLK at 6 o'clock. And um, we'll have a votercade lining up at the Teamsters Hall on MLK. And uh, we will be, we have three buses coming in of civil rights leaders that will be coming in to talk to the people and educate the people on this, uh, how we stand together. So we're talking about voting rights that have been stripped stripped from the people. We will be talking about um, LGBTQ rights and um, the most important to me is my African-American history rights, that this man continues to um, strip us down because he feels guilty of something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You kind of feel like he found out something in his history that he just doesn't want anybody to know about, yeah. right? Yeah, well, you know, if that history stepped on your toes, then it stepped on your toes. Yes, I know, you know that's right. If the shoe fits, Jack. You know, wear it. Wear it. There mm-hmm. you go. That's what it is. It is what it is. I mean, you know, one of the things, you know, as someone who spent like six years in the school system, it, you know, one of the things that I never did was point at a little white child and say, you know, you you know, you did this or you, you know, your ancestors did. That's... That's that's not right because they didn't do anything, right? And 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 I'm not going to sit there and do that to a child. That's not okay, right? Anybody who does that to a child doesn't need to be in the classroom. But at the same time, when I when I tell you the history mm-hmm. and I show you the history, the history is what it is. Right. We have to sit there and endure listening to a very traumatic story. Mm-hmm. Right now, I was talking to a guy one day, and he says to me, "He says, you know, um, he, he referred to it. As, he referred to our history as a story, and he was saying, you know, we have a a very traumatic story. It's, it's not an easy one. It's not easy to digest. It's not something that you can just sweep under the rug, and it's not something that um, that you can just ignore." going forward mm-hmm. it is something that that we all must learn mm-hmm. and that we all must understand for the purposes of this not being repeated in, in in any form mm-hmm. right and, and also for us to be able to recognize and this is the main part for us to recognize when we're headed in that direction right to recognize when we're headed in a direction that's just wrong. And we're headed in a direction that is absolutely wrong. That is true, uh, my brother. Uh, history, if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat itself. If you look at all the laws that have been stripping people of their basic civil rights, we are starting to repeat ourselves. We are starting to go back and regress. And so that's what we're here to educate the people. We're here to talk to them, let them know. Um, Come on out. Let your voice be heard. We are calling everybody out. This is not a black cause. It's everyone. You know, we're the NAACP. And people say that CP, you know, colored people. Well, if you got color in your skin, come on. So come on, let's go. We are calling everyone out to come out because we want everyone in the United States to know what this man is doing in the state of Florida. And you don't want this man as your president. So he has put a harm on the labor unions. A big harm on them when, they, um, with that law that passed, he has hit the teachers' union really hard. He has stripped us of our books, of our kids, the rights to even just read the basic books that um, that help educate them. You know, to let them know. I mean, there's a book out there called "The Skin Eyed Man." Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. a dark child, that book was powerful to me. Right, didn't have no negative stuff in it. It gave me the courage to stand up. That's right. 
but you have stripped our kids that right to do that. So, but yet you want to say you have the parents' bill of rights. Wow. But when it comes to, yeah. What parents? When it comes to the African-American parents, we don't have no rights. Right. You know, you're taking money from our school system, public school system, and you're giving it to the private sector. And people think this is a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. Because we get so many calls in our office where parents who go over to the private sector and then they end up coming back because they realize that they're not teaching their child or their child is being discriminated against. And there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. You know, this past week, I was in Orlando and I had to facilitate this meeting of people who were in the tourism industry. And hear me out. This is very, very important. Now, other people that were that were there, the majority of them, not majority, all of them except for one, was white. Majority of them were women. Now, these are people who were in the tourism industry from across America. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they were sitting in these in, in the seats there, and I was it was like a. Um, they had rented out, or it was it was a, this mansion had been donated to them, or whatever. And so I'm in the in the in the, audit, in the um, theater room, <laughs> having to explain to them and talk to them about um, environmental justice, right? Mm-hmm. And the tourism industry, right? And you can't talk about envi- talk about that subject without actually having, without actually talking about our history, right? And so my discussion, I gave an example to the white women that were present and helped them to understand, because one of them asked a question, she didn't understand, she wants to understand what the problem is with white women. What what you know what what are they what are they missing is what is one of the questions that they were saying. I said, what are you missing? Okay, that's that's a that's a fair question. That's a fair question. So let me tell you, mm-hmm. right? And I said, uh, you know, one of the things that 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 you have to understand is that there's a trust issue. There's a trust issue, and the trust issue comes in when you know when you're in the house together, right? When you live in the house together. Uh, you got to be able to trust everybody that's in the house. They're not going to steal from you, kill, or do anything to you, right? Mm-hmm. Treat you badly. And I said, you can't do that and be in the same house. And I said, you know, one of the things you have to keep in mind is that, um, you know, a lot was taken from black women. And they were like, okay, all right, we, we can get there, but explain. I said, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. I said, when was the uh, the right to vote for women? When, when did that come up? And they looked at each other and they were like, was it 1920? That's right, 1920, right? Right, that was, that was the right for women to vote. Yeah, yeah. I said, wrong. That was the right for white women to vote. And he used black women in order to be able to get that vote. Mm-hmm. And they stopped for a moment. 
And uh, I realized something at that moment. I realized something at that moment. I realized the the sheer the numbers of white women who literally did not recognize that issue. I, I stepped back and I, re, I just sat there and listened. When I when I listened to what they were saying and looked at their faces, they were stupefied. I literally, you know, because these remember now these people from all across the nation, and that was a significant number of women, of white women, I was sitting there talking to. And that I brought this point to. And I said, you know, think about Roe versus Wade, right? Think about the marches. Think about the numbers of black women that were affected by this whole thing. So that while while all this was happening, you were the ones who were getting the benefit of it. Our women were not. The voting rights thing, 40 years, 40, 40 years later. Our women got the right to vote. More than that, when you talk about when you talk about the issue of abortion rights, it's not. And I said, listen, nobody likes abortion. Nobody likes it. But you know, when you start talking about the issue of the of the of the of, of health care of the health, when it comes to that whole issue, you know, it wasn't for black women. Mm-hmm. We were, our black women were still were still getting having to go to the the cut woman. Or someone in the woods to go and get, get you know, get abortions and things like that if they were going to get abortions. And our women were still getting raped with impunity. And she was, they, they sat there like, oh, my God, you know, you know. But, Walter, who was raping those, our women? White men. Okay, there you go. White men. White men. And, I, and of course, I brought that point up, too. But the, the point is, is that I was, I was like, I was blown. They were blown and I was blown. I was blown by, I came to realize just how many of them actually, this thing just went right over their head. They didn't give a crap about, about the fact that, they didn't give a crap or they just didn't know the fact that, this, that they used black women for their own agendas. Right? This is, this is something that we have got to work more on, I believe, when it comes down to helping um, helping us to understand where they stand or what they're doing if we're to understand the enemy. You get what I'm saying? If, if you're to understand it. If you don't understand where they're doing or how, where, their, where their thought patterns are, where, how they act or, or things like that, then you're kind of at a loss. That is correct. You know... <clears throat> Black women have always been the footprint, or shall I say the doormat, to progressive movement from for everybody. Mm-hmm. We have always been the forefront out there, but we're the last one to come in the door. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but it, I have to say this, during the Montgomery boycott, um, white women finally realized that they needed black women. So they helped push that uh, to the forefront and bring it to an end because they needed black women. And when their nannies or their housekeepers or the, the 
Miss Mabel, who was nursing their child, couldn't get mm. to the house on time, and that child was crying and hollering. So they told their white husbands, you have got to end this Montgomery boycott mm-hmm. because I can't deal with this child and I can't clean this house. <laughs> so it was white women, I'm, I'm going to give them credit, for help ending the Montgomery boycott. But, you know, Walter, like I say, if we despite, don't know our history. Despite the, yeah, despite the reasoning yeah, behind it. <laughs> we're bound to repeat itself, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, we are here and, you know, uh, we have a Freedom Library that uh, the bus is going to be bringing some banned books that were banned in the uh, state of Florida. So we have a Freedom Library over at Beulah. And so we we are here to tell our story and to be a part of this. But like I said, this is not just for black folks. This is for all people who have been impacted uh, by this legislation. You know, we can no longer sit back and not say anything. We have to stand up and say something. Um, you know, I was speaking with someone yesterday about voting. They said, well, how do we register people to vote? We We can't register people to vote. Well, you know what? Yes, you can. Go ahead on and do it. Oh, no, 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 you know. So let me tell you, I tell people real quick, I'm feeling in the spirit of Fannie Lou Hamer. Fannie Lou. Yeah. No, I'm going to tell you, the master told her when she went to register to vote, Fannie, you got to go down there and get your name up off that because we don't want no troubles down here. Fanny said, and she looked that man in his face, she said, I didn't do that for you. I did it for me. So when it comes to registering the vote, no matter how many obstacles they put in our way, just do it. When it comes for rallying up the people, no matter what they say, just do it. You'd be surprised just because... You went to Harvard, these Ivy League schools, or got all of these letters and accolades behind your name. Um, you know what? If you ain't out here protecting your basic civil rights, then shame on you. Because you still black when you look in the mirror. And it's, it's time, Walter, for people to wake up and, you know, and stand with us. And let's go. And so uh, the immigration bill came out. It has put a big hurt on the immigration. So we can say anything we want about immigration. But bottom line is, I don't have a problem with picking strawberries because my mother raised us on every Saturday during that season going out to the field to pick strawberries. But right about now, I don't plan on picking none. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not going to pick them I don't pick peas but Walter I'm not going to So you know what if that's where those people Are at in their lives Let's stand up and fight with them And y'all come on out We invite everyone Out to come out To do uh, this here and, and be a part of this John Lewis Make Good Trouble bus And see what's going on and hear what's going on and where we need to go. We don't need this man inflicting any more harm on us in the state of Florida. And um, like you say with Fannie Lou, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You can't sit at home and keep complaining. 
We got to show up in the groves and the masses of the people. Let's go. Um, something that, that I noticed in the past month is the reports of the influx, the large influx of, of immigrants from Latin America that are being pushed into our larger cities, right? Mm-hmm. We look at you know New York, Chicago, places like that. Um, and the... You mean the stunts? The migrant flight stunts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think, you know, we need to be aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. We need to be pay very close attention to it and not ignore that it's, that it's happening. Um, that, that has some... That has some positive aspects of it, but has some negative aspects as well. Mm-hmm. And I think perhaps the the as far as asylum, you know, these people some of these people need they, they need asylum. They need to get out of wherever they are so they can regroup and and, and figure out something. Well, uh, we, we live in the state of Florida. Eventually we all gonna need a asylum oh to God. go to another <laughs> state. Oh, you know, if we continue to go down this road. You know, this is a peaceful rally. It's not a protest. It's a peaceful rally for everyone right. to come out and make their voices be heard, Walter. That's the thing here, what we're talking about. And, um, you know, this is a wonderful opportunity. Thank you for allowing me to come here and and state this to everybody. But I encourage everyone. We need all lawyers out there. We need everybody. If you have any type of pigmentation in your skin, you need to be there. Mm-hmm. If you have said why or what have, or what is, you need to be there. You, we can no longer sit home on the couch or in the barbershop chair or at the beauty salon talking about this and ain't being about the problem. Right. So I can only stress that to you, but what I can say, the NAACP ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I got you, I got you. We've been around since 1909. We're going to keep fighting. How are, th- how are things going with Urban League? In terms of uh, uh, your, I mean, in terms of y'all working together. Oh, he'll be there too. Stanley is my partner. Right. He will be there. We working on a whole lot of things. Um, we are just started the black school over at Beulah. So for the su- uh, not just for the summer to be uh, throughout the whole year, and so we got kids registered for that as well. But we still have more room for more kids to come, and we're teaching Af- African American history. If they don't want us, if they don't want to teach our history accurately, we'll it's cool. We're going to teach it. We are resilient black folks. We can't keep stop, stop asking and begging. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Do it ourselves. So that's what we decided to do. Beulah has a beautiful Freedom Library. You're welcome. Everyone is welcome to go over there and check out books for their kids, get some books for their kids. And um, we continue to stock that library up, dealing with African-American history. So they're always looking, uh, we're looking for donations of more bo- more books. And I just, I'm getting ready to drop off 700 more books over at the Freedom Library. So, hey, come on out, be a part of it. We're looking for more churches to open up a Freedom Library as well. Um, because our kids need to see need to see themselves in books. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yvette Lewis, thank you very much. We appreciate this. Uh, actually, I got one thing I wanted to ask. Yes. Ms. Lewis, um, th there's some very distressing news that continues to come out that, according to the Suicide Prevention Resource Center, young African-American men in the ages, between ages of 10 and 19, are committing suicide at an alarming rate mm -hmm. right now. And, and at least one person has attributed that we're not using available mental health services because of a lack of insurance in a state that is trying to throw people off Medicaid and build uh, the economy back up on the backs of poor people. So how do we address this problem? Children, black men, black young boys committing suicide. Go vote. Go vote is the answer. Mm -hmm. I can give you every statement, every word that you're looking for. But the two words are the most important at the end is go vote. Go vote. Because had people would have showed up to vote. See, when DeSantis first won from uh, Andrew Gillum, he won because <clears throat> he promised people school choice. So those mothers went out there and went for school choice. And that's how he won. But then when they got their child over there to school choice, they realized that school was not any better because a lot of them have come back over mm. to the public sector. And those schools didn't educate their kids like they thought they were going to get. They are trying to destroy our public schools and create all private schools and a private sector of schools. Go vote. If you're upset about Medicaid expansion, go vote. If you're upset about banning books, go vote. If you are upset about the immigration bill, go vote. If you're upset about just being upset, go vote. And you not only, I'm telling you, the time has come. We got to go back. You cannot just go vote yourself. You got to take 10 and they take 20. They take 24. You take 10 more. You go vote. Be accountable. Hmm. But go vote. Now, we, we have some calls. We have some calls in the line. Yeah. Uh, call in 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663. We talk Liberation, Liberation Sunday, Liberation Sunday, folks, um, right here on the Sunday Forum. Um, Life, do you have any questions, any, any statements, any, any comments? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. glad to see you always, uh, Sister President. I just one of the things that stood out to me was actually something that you said, Walter, and I think you kind of backed it up with this um, idea that we have a how'd you call it a traumatic story? Or what was the mm -hmm. traumatic story? Yeah. Tragic or. Tra you know, the reality is um, our encounter with white people has only been for about 600. Our violent encounter with white people have only lasted for about 600 years, right? Since they um, stormed, um, was it the Portuguese stormed Africa in, in, the, in the 15th century, right? Well. And um, so that's just a short period of time. The, the reality is we have a very majestic history. You know, we have the Mali Empire, the Songhai Empire, oh, yeah. the, you know, the Ghana Empire. You know what I mean? We, we have a, a majestic history where we developed calendars and, and 
and and the uh, the uh, mathematics and sciences and did plays and you know we have riches beyond imagination on the continent. That that's our story. You know this this uh, this uh, chapter of our story where we have been attacked, brutalized, uh, enslaved, and what have you, uh, colonized here in this country. Mm. It's only lasted for a very very short time. So uh, we can't uh, we, we we do a disservice to our people when we start the story. Let anybody start the story at the tra- at the trauma at the tragedy mm-hmm. and not remind that uh, we have a rich story because if you only see uh, this as the, you know this 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 stuff that's going on here in this country as the beginning of our story then you'll you'll never know what we can do you understand um what we have done and what we can do mm-hmm. and um it's it's imperative because you know we've already said here in this discussion that they, they want to take it out of books if it's ever been in a book uh, i never read it in a book in school mm-hmm. um you know anything about our contributions to the world long before we ever met white people um and so mm-hmm. uh, i want to say that it's important that we um keep that in mind Whenever we talk about our story, you know that we don't have a traumatic story. We have a a, a very uh, rich and majestic story, right. and um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and understand my, my the context. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The context that I was using for that was simply dealing with, you know, when, when we deal with NAACP, the more. In the more modern sense. Yeah. No, I mean, but, but, but you said the white boy. Right. But you said the white boy right. said it. you should have checked yeah. the white boy. That's right. what I'm saying. You know, yeah, because the people listening, you know, and like you just got finished saying, the white people, a lot of white people don't know, right. you know, stuff right. about, and, and they don't have to know. Right. You know, I don't know um, a lot of stuff. About, I know more about white people than I want to know because I had to know. But the colonizer don't have to know anything about the colonized. So you know, they. I remember. I, I, Talked about it before on the show. The uh, you know the supposed to be like real smart white people on Jeopardy. It was Ken Jennings, the the guy who won the most. A uh, dude named Brad. I can't remember his last name. Brad Brad Rutter. He um he's the one who when I say won the most. Ken Jennings won the most games. Brad Rutter won the most championships, I believe. And then this guy named um, Roger Craig won. I think was like the most tournament money or something something like that, right? So they, anyway, they're playing against each other on Jeopardy. The three of these guys, white all white guys. And the answer is. Um, the, 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 uh, fill in the blank for this, uh, this phrase of the National Black Anthem. It was lift every voice and, guess, uh, guess what? All of them got it wrong. Mm-hmm. All, of, all of them buzzed in. Every one of them buzzed in, and every one of them got it wrong. Oh they don't even God. know that the Black National Anthem uh, starts with lift every voice and sing. They were like, uh, pray, uh, 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 protest. Uh, oh, you know, no. they, 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 nobody, not one of them. These, I'm talking, these are supposed to be smart white people. Right. And that just showed, that was just, it showed me right then. It was, you know, um, uh, Peyton, that white people, no matter how smart they are, no matter who they are, they don't have to know a damn thing about Africa. Right. People, mm-hmm. and so when 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 the white boy wow. says what you said, he said about um you know yeah. our tr- you know you you, yeah. you it's it's imperative upon African people to you know to say to show up wherever we are and say no 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 you got it wrong, and and then you yeah. know hopefully uh you know even if you can't get on the soapbox at least let them know they got it wrong and you know give them the opportunity to get it right. You know? See that's you funny know. because uh, Shirley Ralph just sung it at the Super Bowl and they were so busy protesting it they couldn't <laughs> hear the words. Right. How about that? Yeah. Right. And and you know, my brother, that goes back to, you know, um, DeSantis come from Harvard. But my grandmama say, you know, you can be an educated fool. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think all my grandmothers would. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they, they, they love saying yeah. that. But, That's you cool. know, uh, I mean, they're banning books 
let's tell our story now. LeBron James, we have his book in the office. Right. You know, the young lady um, who did the poem. We have books by Maya Angelou. We have books by Shaquille O'Neal, Muhammad Ali. They're in our office because they're banned. Mm. So what's so bad about telling their story? Mm. Yeah. Uh, this is about white people feeling bad in class. So they, they use that as an excuse to be ignorant. Yeah. Don't want to hear it because white kids might feel bad. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we got, we got calls in the line. Let's go to these calls. 813-239-9663. This is the Sunday Forum. Where we're talking with Yvette Lewis, Life Malcolm. And Antoinette Davis. Who we haven't heard from yet, but let's hear from the callers. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Um, hey, how you doing? All right, all right. Good morning. Good, good, good. That you know, I've always tried to put out that message from the Sandersburg. I hope you had a chance to look at it. We all want to put it out there uh, in uh, in our blog, youworthinthenorth dot com. Right. But you know, this saying, I think we need when we focus on the saying. Um, you know, folks, and Mr. DeSantis' presentation when he says because it makes us feel bad, that's rubbish. I mean, I think it makes me feel bad when I hear how uh, uh, Native Americans were, were mistreated, and it, but it helps me understand history. And I think that's how we, uh, or it makes uh, one feel bad when they hear about the the, the mistreatment of uh, the Polynesian uh, folks, or the folks are when the when the British starved the Afrikaans, you know, uh, and uh, you know we. It's important that we are, you know, it's important that we understand, get knowledge of the world because you know without knowledge you're you're destined for for, for subjugation, and I think that's what Mister. DeSantis, I mean, it's, this guy is like, <laughs> goes way back to what we call the old, the old Jim Crow back 1600, uh, you know, type of Portuguese uh, or, or what do you want to call it, uh, 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 ignorance that the, he's trying to perpetrate against uh, 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 an entire society, entire uh, country. And that's my feeling on that. But the young lady mentioned something about voting. And I think that she hit a very crucial point because I spoke last week with Representative Al Lawson, and he talked about that. He says, you know what, if, if, if folks would have showed up to vote, if one dormitory or would have showed up to vote and stuff, he could have uh, overcome the situation that he was, that he found himself in, in up in uh, up in North Florida. How his district, one day he was sitting in his office, and this man decided to, to cut up his district and stuff. And he felt that, uh, he said, but we need to go out and vote. You know, we got this, uh, the Supreme Court, but the Section 2 thing, yeah, it was a surprise. But he said, even then, when you don't vote, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you, and people don't understand the importance of voting and that sort of thing. So the lady, the young lady, um, uh, he's all right because you know what? It, it's sad to say, you know, really, you talk about uh, uh, white women getting the vote in 1921. Brother, I was 13 years old. I, when I think about this, 
I was 13 years old, and I could remember the day that voting rights bill uh, passed. And I didn't realize that we didn't have the right to vote because, you know, my folks are from a different country. That, that you know, until years later, the significant, the real significance of But, you know, my folks, when they came to this country and they got the right to vote, they voted. You know, I just didn't, didn't learn. But 13, can you imagine that? You, you'd say, you know, 1964, I remember the Civil Rights Bill. 1965, I remember the Voting Rights Bill, man. No, 1413. And that, it's just, it's just shocking. It's appalling that when you think about it. And then we want to take this, this guy who's the same age as my son, you know, wants to come back and resurrect this sort of uh, apartheid regime. You know, and we need to understand not only our history in this context, but our history in terms of what happened and, and how this was implemented in, in the southern in Africa uh, about Ian Smith and, and, and Vervoord and a guy named, pull this guy named, uh, his name is Eugene Terrablanc. Oh, uh, yeah. I've actually too. come in contact these, with Terrablanc. With these characters, these, the, the right wing in this country has adopted that same agenda. Okay, when you pull these up, these names up, you will see that this is, it's the same methodology, even using the same flags, the same symbols that Donald Trump used to, 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 to storm the Capitol, the same thing. Yeah, let, let me, let me just say this, from Doc. Our history. The, the, I read message from DeSantisburg, the, the, uh, you know, the our message we've written and, and you are within the norms.com. Absolutely. Everybody, yeah. please go. And, you know, I say this, Doc, thank you. And thank you very much. I appreciate when you do this. You know, got to read you are within the norms.com. Read, go and check that out, okay? Um, Doc, we appreciate that. You know, one of the things that, that, um, that I can honestly say um, is that if you have not, if you were not in... South Africa, or in even the southern region of of Africa, during the early '80s, up until the '90s, the end, the end, the so-called end of apartheid. You at my age, at my age, and I was born in '73, so everybody who was who's everybody in this room right now is in my generation, right? Literally. We didn't really see, like really, really see this type of violence like this unless you've actually been to a place like South Africa or Rhodesia or something like that when they were doing transitions. What you saw on TV was real. I mean, like that, it, was, it, was, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. The people that did these things were horrible monsters. I mean, they were monsters. These guys were absolute freaking animals, right? And the people who did this stuff, I remember going to the first to the first hearing of um, the uh, Truth and Reconciliation Commission mm -hmm. to sit there and 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 watch that thing and listen to the stories that these people told would have you not only in tears but like it makes you it'll make you very very angry mm -hmm. okay very angry 
And at the age of of like twenty some years old, which is when they started the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, about ninety in like ninety ninety four or so, right? Um, right when um, um, President Mandela got into the presidency, and they created the commission to literally move forward with it, right? I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm listening to these people talk about this stuff. And I mean, damn. And and and, and, I, and I'm not saying that just to be saying, oh, I was at you know the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. No, I'm saying this to explain to you, literally, where we are right now in the 20th in the 21st century in the United States of America. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not like it's not like I mean you know it's not like we haven't faced this before. But the tragedy of this entire thing is the fact that it is taking shape in different forms and different generations in different ways. And that we have a, we have a, um, and I'll, I used to say this where I say we have for the first time, you know, more lawyers, more, more black lawyers, more black engineers, more black everything that should make the difference in terms of the application of those of those professions to transform our own communities ourselves, right? Without without the the, the BS that we got to deal with at that level. But this guy is imposing something that is very um, Ian Smith esque, very Vavortish, right? And if you you hear those words, hear those names. Trust me when I tell you, read the history of Rhodesia and read the history of South Africa and read those names and you're gonna you're gonna read a very evil, evil history that that will that I'm, I guarantee you is gonna change your change your mind about voting, about participation, about fighting for liberation and where we really are right 